is Friday, January 5th, and along with being, of course, a mofo Friday here is dubbed by you, the Plucers. It's also a sports phone Friday. I have included the link to join me with a video call. It's already in the chat. Click on that, fill out a few things, and we will be talking sports together. Hopefully, we get a lot of calls today. Hopefully, we don't have a lot of shyness in the audience today. We all know each other. We're all friends. It's a cool little community over here. So don't be shy at all. There's certainly an awful lot to talk about. Not nearly as much left to talk about about Week 18 for the San Francisco 49ers. It's a game that do not matter. It's a great little luxury to have at the end of a football season. It really is. It's a game that simply does not matter to the San Francisco 49ers. Don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Nobody get hurt. That's the only rule. And to make sure that that rule is followed at the most important position, Sam Darnold, it's your week. Brock Purdy will not be playing at all. And I would imagine that limited snaps is all you're going to be seeing in each and every direction that is available to the 49ers based on how little of a depth chart they're allowed to get into because of how few people get to dress. It's not like you can just put everybody, you know, everybody's backups playing today. NFL teams don't allow rosters to be constructed like that. So some high leverage players are going to be out there in a totally low leverage game. The game is so low leverage that we're getting a Carson Wentz sighting. He will be starting for the LA Rams. So it is, it's, it's what you expected all the way back in week one. Is it not? It's Sam Darnold versus Carson Wentz. Just playing out the schedule. Not exactly what anyone signed up for, but indeed, that is what we got. What we also got is an awful lot of Warriors anxiety based on a loss at home to the Denver Nuggets Thursday night that was inglorious indeed. And apparently, according to a story that just Shams put out along with Anthony Slater, not even a little bit more than an hour and a half ago, Team Kaminga is not very happy with Steve Kerr. Team Kaminga went right to Anthony Slater to let Anthony Slater know, and you go public with this, that might have been the straw that broke the camel's back. And Jonathan Kaminga no longer trusts Steve Kerr to develop him as a player. Those, that, that's a warning shot. That is a warning shot and a uh, little drama happening with the Golden State Warriors indeed. We are going to get to our sponsors. We are going to thank them. We're going to do a good for ball, bad for ball segment brought to us by our friends at Uncle Boys before it's all said and done. But I told you, I have extended an invitation. All you got to do is go through the chat. I'm going to click it one more time right here. I'm going to cut. I'm going to paste. It's in there right now. I just push send. You go ahead and you click on that link and we can be talking real soon. As an example of that, let's say hello to our very first guest of the day, La Profesora. Hello, Sarah. How you doing? Buenos dias. I am good. Feliz viernes a todos. Happy Friday, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. Is that what that meant? I really yes. appreciate that. It is good to see you, Sarah. Luckily, it's not a day of grading papers or slaving over the uh, the, the the matriculation process for your students it's good to see you. How are you? First, how's mom? How's how's mom doing? Mom's doing well. She's walking. Uh, for folks that don't know, my mom had a really bad fall in September, and um, she's walking and talking and bossing everybody around, which, which is what a good mama is supposed to do, right? 
Very good. Very good. Uh, what do you got to walk around and talk with us today about? Um, well, so first of all, it's like my only Friday that I have to do this. So I wanted to just jump in and say thank you. And thank you to you, Damon and Jillian and everybody that has helped you to build this community because it's just freaking amazing how we've all come together after just a few short months. So I wanted a chance to say muchísimas gracias. Thank you. And just, hey, everybody. I love it. I love it. We got uh, everyone is excited to see you. Lots of hi, Sarah's. La pro, uh, uh, chef A just dropping. La prof. La, La well, prof. In Spanish, it would be profe. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, it is, it's great to have you. And I mean it. You have been someone who's been calling into my show for God. I mean, when do you think that first call came in? Like 2006, 2007? It's been a really, really long time since you and I have been talking sports. So um, thank you for not just being a part of this community, but the old community back on the old career. You've been a part of all of it. And and I really, really thank you. What What, what made you the sports fan that you are? So the household that I grew up in in San Mateo was my grandmother, my mother's mother lived with us. And this is a woman who um, lived and breathed sports. And, and let's face it, for somebody born in the early part of the 20th century, that's not a normal thing for most women to have loved. Um, so she was a massive baseball fan. She Where did actually she get it from? Where did she develop her habit? I don't know is the real answer because she, I think, she was born in, in outside of Watsonville, but she moved to San Francisco when she was like a teenager in the mid twenties. And she fell in love with baseball in particular. And she literally taught me how to read from the sporting green of the Chronicle. I mean, that's legitimate. That and Dr. Seuss books was how she taught me how to read. I love it. I love it. It's, it's amazing how few kids these days even know what sitting at a breakfast table is reading the sports page or reading the back of a cereal box. Does that even happen anymore? I don't, I don't know if that happens anymore. I think even reading in general, sometimes given some of what I've seen with my nephews, but I, yeah. So, so what, what grades do you teach? I am a college professor. So college, I teach yes. at a community college. I won't say which one, but it's somewhere, let's say somewhere between San Francisco and San Jose. Let's just phrase it that way. Okay. Um, so I teach, uh, Spanish. I teach linguistics. Um, I work with faculty to um, get their course materials into things that are open source, therefore driving down the cost of education, which means that everybody can actually afford to be educated and that? not rack up a ton of debt like I did. So, you know. Well, you're, you're one of my favorites. You have been for a really, really long time. Thank you for all the love you've reflected back at us. I know the community absolutely loves you. It's great to have a, a, a professorial level conversation happening at all times when you're in the room. Sarah, happiest of new year. Thank you very much. Same to you, to everybody out there. There she is, La Profesora. Here on uh, on a little Sports Phone Friday. Again, KNBR doesn't want it. I'm more than happy to pick it on up and run with it. And what do you know? Sometimes you got to run to Der Kaiser in Der Gilroy. Yal volt, mein Herr. Bruce, can you hear me okay? I've got a microphone here. I can hear you fine, Kaiser. How are you, pal? I'm doing a-okay. I hope you guys had a, had fun at the aquarium. That's always a good place to go to. We did. It was it was great. Again, after about an hour and a half, it's just yeah, it's it's fish. I get it. We can go now. But it, that that first hour and a half, I loved it. I loved it. I really did.
Oh, yeah. And no, I took my daughter for her birthday one time and she thought I was meh. So um, I want to talk about the upcoming national championship game. And I'm sure Tony Petiti is going to be in dress to the nines in Houston. Just it's the team of the Big Ten present against the team of the Big Ten future. I mean, did anyone see that happening? And they're both defeated. No, did, did not see that one really coming. Um, all I can tell you is that if Michael Penix can beat Michigan when he was at Indiana, he might be able to do it uh, now that he's at Washington. And look, this is a, a, a much better Michigan team than he beat when he was in Bloomington. But I'm just rooting for the guy. I've been rooting for the guy. I got some uh, friends of mine who are big Washington alums. And I told them years ago, I'm like, dude, you're going to love Michael Penix Jr. And they were like, yeah, all right. I mean, they, they've gone out and they bought the jerseys. I'm rooting for Washington, even though it's a, a future Big Ten team. How just delicious would it be to see the Pac-12, the the conference that had to go away because no one watched and no one was paying enough of attention, uh, win the final national championship? That would just be amazing. So I hope it happens. And I'm also always, you know, it's it's I can't root for Michigan. I can't root for Ohio State. It's like rooting for the two bullies to come take your own lunch money. I don't and I don't know. I mean, Washington, it's it's their statement game. They're saying, hey, um, hi, we're new here and we just beat you for a national championship. Now, I, I got to lend it to Michigan because I think they're still playing angry. Harbaugh's out to say, hey, um, we're not cheaters and I'll prove it to you. We did this without cheating, even though he got caught cheating and got suspended. He's they're just on a mission right now. And if they win it, I'm not going to be surprised. But if Washington wins it. Oh boy, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, and I called something, by the way, when I did my constant conferences. Yes. I predicted Washington State, Oregon State going to the Mountain West, and um, look what we got. And uh, yeah, they're going is it to the official? Mountain West. Did that officially it's, happen? Yeah, the Pac 12 is officially dead. Ohio, uh, Oregon State, and Washington State will be joining the uh, San Jose State, and Fresno State, and San Diego State in the Mountain West. God, that's to think that the words Pac what, 8, 10, 12, all of its, you know, uh, its variations to think that that doesn't exist anymore. It's just the the world of college sports is not better for it. It just won't be. And I, I really do believe that if we could go back and hit the reset button, or if we could have gotten Deion Sanders to Boulder a year or two before he got there, none of this would have happened. And I really do think, like, get all the reasonable people in the room. Do you want to go back to the way it was? You want to undo all this? I think they'd say, yeah, but we're too far down the road. There's been too many contracts agreed to, too many contracts broken, too much hand-wringing about all of it. So uh, congratulations. You know, you, you, you killed something that was very, very special and lasted for over 100 years, and you did it in the name of greed and making the most money possible at all times instead of just being happy with a whole bunch of money. It wasn't SEC money, so the whole thing had to blow up. And it's just, it sucks. It really does. And it's um, everyone predicted one day we'd have super conferences, and we got two of them now. We really we got do. Two of what, them now. What 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 jersey are you wearing there? What is this? That? Is the Sacramento Gold Miners? They were a wow. uh, <clears throat> CFL team that um, when they had their American experiment, when uh, Baltimore won the Grey Cup in '95, they were just there was Las Vegas, San Antonio. I have Sacramento. Um, they were the Sacramento Surge of the World League, and a famous wrestler played for them. That would be Bill Goldberg. I kind of did yeah. on that. How about that? You know, uh, Kruger had a, a, a Sacramento Gold Miners helmet behind him. I think he did something for them at one point in time. But uh, look, Kaiser, and again, when we talk about guys who I've been talking to 
since long before YouTube even was like a, a blip on my radar. You're certainly one of them. We've been doing this for years. And thanks to a video call, we now know what you look like, for goodness sakes. Same thing with La Professora. And it's just great to have you here, man. Thank you for all the support. Have a great weekend and uh, enjoy a sort of meaningless weekend for the Niners and then a huge Monday night for the national championship. Yeah, I'm going back to work after three months off. So um, back to the grind with me. Nice. So what do you, what do you do? How do you get three months off? Um, my mother passed away. Oh, well, I'm terribly sorry about that. So, and I, I always thought about you and your mom. Enjoy her while she lasts because you never know when cancer or anything else is going to take them. So yeah, everyone no. out there, all you pushers out there, enjoy your parents while they last because you never know when their time is up. Absolutely. And you, you know, someone, you just went through it. Losing your parent is powerful medicine. Yeah. It and really is. It makes yeah. you makes you consider your own mortality in ways like never before. You feel a little alone for that first time. It's, it's, it's a powerful thing. When my dad passed away, it, it, you know, it's, it's big. So glad you came out of it. The other side, brother. And, uh, here's to here's, uh, you know, it's just a, a water at this point. We're done to the day before. and everything. <laughs> there, there uh, you go. It's just, it's just a cheers. A little water is all it is. Here's to the Frau. In Gilroy. Thank you, Kaiser. Good to see you, brother. Anytime. Thanks for the thanks for the time. Absolutely. Der Kaiser in Der Gilroy. And look at the love coming in. Condolences. Sorry for your loss. This is this is just an awesome, awesome group of people. It really, really is. Kaiser, thank you so very, very much. Really appreciate that. I tell you what, before anyone else comes in, let's not be shy today. Let's not be shy. Do I have to click this again? I'm going to go ahead and put this in one more time here. I'm going to copy. I'm going to go down here to the message of paste, boom, send, Click on that link that I just sent if you want to join us on a little Sports Phone Friday with a video call. In the meantime, while you are thinking about coming on in, let me tell you uh, who is here each and every day. My sponsors, of course, starting with Ike. And I don't know if you got lunch plans this weekend. Now you do. Make sure you get to Ike's. The sandwiches are absolutely delicious. The business takes care of its employees. It is... uh, Everything that you would want in a guy running a company, you get in Ike. He is a special guy who does right by people, not wrong by people. And at the end of that, you get a delicious sandwich. So if you can't support that, we can't even be friends. Download that Ike's Rewards app. Start eating your way towards free sandwiches. You'll be very, very happy that you indeed did. Thank you so much to my man, Dr. Paul Hughes, who sponsors Post Game and Damon. When we are getting to it at the two-minute warning of 49ers and Rams, on Sunday. It will all be under the banner of Hughes Orthopedics, who did a great job on fixing my knee, helping me avoid knee surgery. And if you'd like to avoid surgery, ironically, the website for you to go check out is orthopedicsurgeries.com. If you'd like to avoid an orthopedic surgery and you're in the Bay Area, his offices are in San Mateo and all the information that you would need about Dr. Paul Hughes is waiting for you at orthopedicsurgeries.com. Uncle Boys. Oh, we love Uncle Boys. And each and every Friday, Uncle Boys brings us one of our favorite segments. Um, you want to talk about mortality, changing the way you you think about things. Uh, what a shame that we lost Michael Urban, just a great guy in 2023, and we're going to keep his memory alive in 2024 and beyond with what was his signature segment, good for ball, bad for ball. And that's what Uncle Boys is the sponsor of. 
And we thank Uncle Boys for doing that. We'll tell you, go get yourself a burger, some lumpia, and you do it. They are uh, on uh, Balboa uh, in the inner rich between second and third or third and fourth. They're right there on the top of Balboa. And just absolutely delicious burgers. And we bring you a good for ball, bad for ball. Good for ball, not needing to beat the Rams. What could be better than that? Not having to play hard on your body, high leverage football against a division rival that knows you like the back of its own hand. And all of the stress that week 18 could have been for the Niners, it isn't at all. That is good for ball because that goes into the stew that hopefully gives you a Super Bowl gumbo when it's all said and done. Bad for ball. This statement from Jonathan Kaminga, Shams in The Athletic, in uh, coordination with Anthony Slater, has quite a story in just the last two hours. Um, After sitting, I'll read right to you. This is from Shams and Slater. After sitting the final 18 minutes of Thursday night's loss to the Denver Nuggets, Golden State Warriors forward Jonathan Kaminga has lost faith in coach Steve Kerr. And the 2021 lottery pick no longer believes Kerr will allow him to reach his full potential. Sources close to Kaminga tell The Athletic, adding that a adding a, another layer of turbulence to an already complex Warriors season. Kaminga had another strong performance with 16 points on 5 of 7 shooting with 4 rebounds and 4 assists and was a team high plus 6 in just 19 minutes of action a continuing trend for the 6-7 wing who is uh, athletic and is ever growing shot making ability this has been someone who has played very very well he converted an N1 finish with uh, it, uh 6 minutes left in the third quarter and then was not seen again and Steve Kerr was on his bullshit saying you know, like, hey, I just sat him for so long and we were so ahead. I didn't want to make him, you know, dude, he's 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 young. He, he is not over there getting rust as he's sitting down for a little while. Um, Steve Kerr is addicted to veterans. And unfortunately, he's addicted to the wrong veterans. He's addicted for some reason or another to Andrew Wiggins. And I don't know why. Because Jonathan Kaminga is twice the dog than Andrew Wiggins will ever be. I don't care if Wiggins is a better player. Kaminga is more of the dog. And that's what the Warriors need to win games and close out games. So Steve Kerr is about to overdose. And his entire season will be dead on arrival because of it. Because he's overdosing with veteran loyalty when he should be looking at other options. The other bad element of all this is that Jonathan Kaminga is now, you know, one of the voices of the young guys on this team. And if Kaminga feels this way, how does Moody feel? And if Moody is feeling this way, how much longer until Trace Jackson Davis and Brandon Pajemski are starting to feel this way? And it's it, it ain't good. And look, you're telling me that Draymond is going to come back and make minutes to find even harder? Basically, whoever got to Slater with the quote, and I want to read this, Thursday night was the straw that broke the camel's back for Jonathan Kaminga. 
What they're saying is trade Wiggins and give this guy minutes or trade this guy. Trade Kaminga. That's where this is going. And right now, I would literally drive Andrew Wiggins to the airport before I would trade Jonathan Kaminga. So Steve Kerr better wake up and smell the coffee that is brewing. He has got a problem on his team, and he and his minutes distribution in his lineups are right at the center of it. This is the first real break of rank and file we have seen from any Warriors player in a while, right? I I don't remember Jordan Poole. I don't remember James Wiseman. I don't remember any young Warrior player through an agent to a reporter drop the, what is going on here? The way that Jonathan Kaminga just did. So the Warriors better wake up and acknowledge that this alarm is ringing or they're in a lot of trouble. They're in a lot of trouble. We have known that this is, it's hanging on a weird, weird thread, right? There is a weird thread that this whole thing is hanging on right now. And Steve Kerr has not done a good job this year. And I like Steve, and I don't like the way that Warrior Twitter is, you know, just turning on him as if four championships weren't delivered on his watch. Like, even if you are angry at Steve Kerr saying that he's a bum, he's a schmuck, he's got to go, like, have some respect for the fact that you didn't even know how to walk, much less run, before Steve was really here. But the best of Steve Kerr at this team, as this team's coach does seem to be in the rearview mirror. And he is coaching a team that he doesn't have anymore. I mean, that to me is the biggest crime of what is going on with the Golden State Warriors. Steve is trying to run a playbook that was a lot more suited for this team two, three years ago. He doesn't have what he used to have, yet he's still trying to wring old memories out of what he's got left. What he's got left isn't what he used to have. So you better adapt to what you got and forget about what you were and quit trying to recapture the glory that the players are not recapturing themselves. You know, Steve, you cannot force it. You know, you you can't. It's nice to see some shots being knocked down for Clay. That doesn't mean it should be a coach DNP for Moses Moody. Sometimes the baton is passed smoothly. Sometimes you got to force it. And Steve Kerr is standing in the way of this baton being passed from what was to what is. And I'll tell you, I don't know if what is is good enough to be a contender, but I think I know for a fact that what was no longer is. I don't think this team's going to summon it and just, oh, after a really kind of disappointing first, you know, 30 or so games to the year, it all got better and all the problems went away. That's not happening. That is not happening. Mike Antics, 
Preach, Damon. Preach. Thank you very much. We got the Uncle Boys in here saying, what up, AJ? Much love for sliding through the other day with the family. That's good. Get, bringing all of the whole family in there. I love it. Get lumpia for the kids, for everyone. I love it. What do we got here? Smiley Dan, the reason why this caught my eye, because Smiley Dan said earlier in the year, March 25th, well, I hope that that's not a day that you lost someone because Smiley Dan, March 25th is my birthday. So I hope that's that's not a bad day for you because that's that's a good 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 day for me. Um, anyway, there you go. Mike Antics was RIPU. No, we were talking to to Kaiser and Gilroy. His mom passed away. He's been out of work for a while because of it. And it's good that he's starting to feel normal again. That's a really, really good thing. So, look, we got an awful lot of uh, awful lot of love in here. Awful lot of chat happening. Let me see what else I got looking at. And Uncle Boys indeed says, "R.I.P. Big Herbs. We do miss Big Herbs, man. Absolutely." <laughs> Baron Baron Red Clay being emo, Wiggins being frozen yogurt. <laughs> no rookie development. We did. We have seen a little bit too much of Debbie Downer emo clay this year, no doubt, no doubt. Wiggins frozen yogurt, dude. Frozen yogurt is thicker and more substantial than Andrew Wiggins. Come on, at this point, like I said, it's a sports phone Friday. Don't be shy. We put the link into the chat a few times, and I'll do it one more time just for you and the kids. Don't be shy. Here we go. And hello to T in the 203. Trevor, how are you, pal? Oh, can't hear you. Can't hear you. Turn that mic on. Still can't hear you. Still can't hear you, T, from the 203. Hear me now. How about that? Now we got you. Now we got you. How are I you? I apologize. By the way, since you have stickers, you guys have motivated me to make the first ever edition of the Upper Bowl podcast. Sticker. There collection. you go. Damon I like that an awful lot. Yours will be in the mail as soon as possible. The, the I will say that. They, they are in the mail as soon as possible. I will say that. There's Get a big one. Hey, whenever, whenever you can align yourself with hockey and hockey sticks, I've always said, do that. Oh, yeah. That is the OG logo that's been going on since 2018. I, um, let, me, let me see it again. Show it, show it to me again. Don't be sure. shy. I like that. The mic and the sticks and the audio waves. I liked it. There we go. There we shout go. Out to, shout out to my friend Lacey. How about that? How about nice that? job, Lacey. Good, good, good logo. Yes, definitely. Uh, I have someone who saw the was watching that Warriors game last night. My lord, how do you lose a twenty-five point lead? That's an out, absolute outrage. I'll say that for sure. Not good. Not no. good. And what was it? I think it was eighteen with six minutes left. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's and 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 look, there's a lot of finger pointing at the Kaminga thing, and obviously it did not sit well. All mm-hmm. sorts of anxiety about that today. The Warriors win that game if Steph Curry doesn't uncork as bad of a pass as you've seen all football season. I oh mean, what was, he has nobody standing around Chris Paul at the top of the key and he's got clay in the corner and he tries to make what is a, a, a junior varsity point guards. Don't try to make that pass to the corner that Steph, what was Steph thinking? I, I couldn't I, believe he uncorked that pass. That was so bad. Like that's an absolute, absolute. Out- what he did anyways. It was so bad. 
It was bad. It was really, really bad. So um, got a, uh, a a full taste of of the Miami Heat just the last time uh, I think we talked. And yes. it got uh, – I mean, this is a team that lost to a Heat team that didn't have Lowry or Butler out there. Or, or Caleb Martin. Or Caleb, or Caleb Martin, Martin, too. That, that so. was a key. As someone who was whose sleep schedule is a mess right now because of this West Coast road trip, I'm right now thinking it's, it's 11 a.m. right now. I am not lying. Well, it, it is on the West Coast. It is. like All these West Coast games, I have been stuck on West Coast time, and I've been getting up at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's how bad it is for me right now. That's all right. Hey, that's that, that's a radio life. That's a board op life. You know, you know who I always felt bad for were morning guys on the East Coast during West Coast trips because mm-hmm. there's no way that they can stay up to the conclusion of these games, and then they got to go on the air the next morning and be like, yeah, I saw that. No, you didn't. You didn't well, see the, the funny thing part. for me is I like as an East Coast guy, I like staying up late till the end of the final horn of any West Coast game. It doesn't matter if it's a hockey game or a football game or a basketball game or the late night West Coast conference basketball game. I just love I was, the West. I just that, love that anyways. That's dude, how did they blow Pac-12 after dark? I mean, people loved the Pac-12 after dark. The problem was, is it was on the Pac-12 yeah. network, and no one had that. That was that was the problem with that. It wasn't the conference. It was what the conference did to itself. The funny thing is, when I was in post-college, I had the sports package for a horrible cable provider. They gave us the Pac-12 network. So I was watching all the late-night, true Pac-12 after night dark games with everybody else, by the way. So I loved the Pac-12 as much as anybody. As someone who is family on the West Coast, who went? Who's his family members went to Cal Berkeley, went to USC, and unfortunately UCLA too, and University of San Diego and LMU. It's an absolute crime that the Pac-12 is gone. We must name the West Coast Conference the new, um, the new late night channel for sports. Anyways, we some can, can we can we ask the West Coast if it's like so? Here's the thing: KNBR doesn't want sports phone. Mm-hmm. All right, I think you're idiots. I'll take that name and I'll run with it. Oh, yeah. The West Coast Conference just say, you know what? We're now the Pac Coast Conference. Yes. <laughs> We're PCC. We're PCC, PCC baby. PCC. PCC. It'll be the perfect T-shirt. Get get your T-shirt guys to make it. It'll be perfect anyways. That's what I, I will say that for sure. And I, I love late night games anyways. I love that 2 a.m. LMU Lions versus Pepperdine matchup in basketball. What uh, what are what is everyone saying about the uh, fire at Tyreek Hill's place? I keep on seeing that it was a child playing with a lighter. Was yes. it one of his kids? Was it a neighborhood boy? I think it was one of his kids in oh, his okay. house and stuff. So, Dave, so a little, little background forever. None of the players live for the Dolphins live in Dade County or near the facility. It's in Miami Gardens. All the players live in Broward County, which is like. It's like when you look at New York, it's like Westchester County, and there's right. like the, that's where the money is. That's that's, that's that's where money is. Coral Gables, not so much. Not it, it's there's the college there, but it has, right. it, it's very it tries to act like it's Greenwich, but it's not actually right or or Westchester almost, but it's not. So it's it's cr- pretty crazy because Davies usually has all the private communities, all the um, HOAs, and the and the gated communities. So this is really shocking to see it happen there. Anyway. Right, and then you got your like your your multi billionaire islands where just being a billionaire doesn't even get you on the island. You no. got to be like a Republican billionaire, a Republican billion, billion yes, or just someone who who just builds buildings and stuff, and you get on that island too. Right. Um. So. Have a great weekend, man. It is always good that you checked in. Uh, T from the 203, 
officially not shy. And no, I'm not. I, I just say I've just been busy. And also, I'm just happy to see because I, I had to work Christmas Day and stuff. I get to see my dad's in town this weekend. So I'm, I'm actually able to hang out with someone from the family this week. Nice. Nice. What are you guys going to go do? You're going to get it. Get, you're going to get him pick up a tab at Joe Stone Crabs or something like that. No, we, we go to the we go to Bo Campers, which is a bar that owned by Kim Bo Camper. It's on the water. We usually go there. We watch all the games. And Am stuff. I supposed to know who Kim Bo Camper is? He play, He went to San Jose State, by the way. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> he played for the Miami Dolphins and the Killer Bees defense and stuff. So, ah, yes. Okay. So, so oh, 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 God, who are the Killer Bees? Bo Camper is one of them. That's all I know. He all he knows is he has his jersey hanged up in every restaurant he owns down there. So, okay. All right. So, well, bo, yeah, bo, go Bo Campers. What strongest <laughs> uh, meal at Bo Campers is? Definitely the sushi. They have sushi there. It's a sports Ooh. bar too. They have sushi. They they got everything there. They have this. They used to have a cookie platter that you put in the oven and stuff. They got rid of it. So I'm I'm I've been kind of boycotting it. But the sushi is great there, actually. By the way, we have uh, Kaiser Wayne. Uh, you you down with PCC? Yeah, you, you know, know me. You know me, my brother. That's why. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. Hey, you and your dad go have a great great time this weekend. We will, and it's much needed. Honestly, <laughs> very good. Again, talking about the love for the parents when they're in town. Enjoy them while you can. Hand people the flowers while you still can. I would give. I would trade an awful lot of anything that I had for one more lunch with Ron Bruce if we were able to do that. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Give your mom or dad a call. I know it was just the holidays. You might even be a little sick of them if they were around. Don't be sick of them. Don't be sick of them. Erwin uh, saying, hey, more importantly, what kind of beer do they have? Probably lots and probably cold. Killer bees, Biggio and Bagwell. Those are a different killer bees. Um, what they had, Nick Bonacani was definitely part of the uh, Miami Dolphins killer bees. Nick Bonacani uh, was was one of those names. Of course, you got to know him on Inside the NFL if you had HBO all those years ago. Um, let's see what else we got here today. Chef A says, to me, Steph seems a bit scattered. He slipped three times with nobody near him. Bad pass. Yeah, I, I just think Steph is looking around and saying, I got to be Superman every single night. And he might even be pushing himself a little bit too hard. And I know it feels like, well, well, he is Superman, so Superman can't push himself too hard. But it's true. By the way, R.I.P. Cougar Rebel says, give your siblings a call too. R.I.P. Cougar Rebel came up to me at Plus Mania 2 Electric Boogaloo and told me about his, uh, his sister who passed away. And so, yes, indeed. Get, get the love to the family members while you can. Mike One Mike, it is good to see you, Mike One Mike. Thanks so much. You look very, but you look like you're in a very studious location with a map behind you. I see plants. You you are you're you're in a home office of some port or or, or like an actual office. That is correct. This is the office I moved into when COVID started. As you well know, the radio dial on the car became non-existent. That's right. So, so glad now I get to listen to you via YouTube for no less than an hour a day. It's so glad to be back on the DB train. Well, thank you very much, Mike. I, I really, really appreciate that. Where are you from? Where where, where do you live? Tell us a little bit about I'm yourself. I'm here in the Fremont Union City area. I bought a house in Newark, which is where we live. So it's been East Bay the whole time. Went to San Jose State football team for the one year that we went to a bowl game and that and that was it 
Was that the uh, was that was that your was that Mike McIntyre era or that was pre the, Mike uh, McIntyre? With the Dwight Lowry era and James Jones with, with like James Jones going to the Packers was our big NFL standout. Sure, yeah, sure. that era. Sure, and then oh god, what was the name of the quarterback who actually got drafted by the Bears? Oh man. I'm dead. I, I, I haven't I'm dead. followed SDSU football since because there's been nothing to write home about. That's our, yeah, that that's <laughs> fine. So what can we do for you today besides check in with your well-appointed home studio? Here? I had a question for you from what you said with with what you and Krug were talking about this morning when he said Commissioner Krug would, you know, full-time officials, right? Like, let's make that a thing. And my question for you, Damon, is it is the year of our Lord 2024. Tell, don't tell me it's not possible for the football to have sensors in it, for the first down markers to have sensors in them, and for the officials' whistles to have something that turns those sensors on and off when the play is live or dead. And the answer to me is technology, not officials. There should be a sensor and a laser that says when it's a first down, when it's a touchdown, if the ball crossed the plane, did not cross the plane. I feel like there should be a technology answer to take the human element and turn it way down. So I agree with you. I totally agree with you. We have determined that the naked eye is no longer good enough to be in charge of our sports. Now, to me, if you're going to involve the naked eye is no longer good enough, you got to apply that to everything and everywhere. Or we remove replay altogether and we're just right back to the naked eye and we say sometimes calls go against you and sometimes they go for you and that's the way the cookie crumbles i agree with you totally if we've agreed that the naked eye isn't enough why do we leave the naked eye for the most important plays did you make the line to gain for a first down did you cross the goal line where was the ball at the time your knee was that yes there should be censored everything if they can use the on-court technology on a, in a tennis match to determine balls that are in and out with the VAR, if they do that now in soccer, I don't know why they haven't been able to install a microchip in either end of the football that is, you know, the, the weight of a pin that wouldn't affect the change of the flow of the ball or anything like that. I don't know why. I used to be very anti-replay. Now I understand officiating so bad we have to have it. Um, I, yeah. I, I, if you're telling me more technology to clear things up right now, I'd tell you, yeah, we're in that. Since we're not going to bring in officials full-time. Which is wild, by the way, that, that they're not full-time. Like That these very critical outcomes are determined by guys who are not full-time employees of the league is just a wild concept in general. So I'm not anti full-time officials. I just say also give them some help. Right. That's the thing. Give them some help. I used to now, you know, I used to say this when I was totally anti replay. Um, I think this was an argument that made me change my mind and they, and we just said, okay, so you got to be wheeled into surgery and in operating theater a is, you know, a, a whole bunch of guys who know what they're doing because they've been doing it a really long time. But an operating theater B is the most state-of-the-art technology in the world. Where would you rather go? We're going to the state-of-the-art of technology. You know, that's that's what we're doing here. Um, and the common pushback to full-time officials is, well, what are they going to be doing on a Tuesday in April 
right? Like, why are we paying them full time? What are they going to be doing on a Tuesday in March? Well, I don't know. Maybe they could spend a month where all they do is go over wacky scenarios that may never come up in a game, but could also be what do we do in the rare situation where a tackle reports eligible, but you got the wrong guy who reported and you didn't know it. And then you go through these crazy scenarios that seem to always crop up in really important moments and really important games. And they're so mishandled because they come up so infrequently that, well, I mean, that's what you could be doing in the off season is here's the depths of the rule book that only may come up once a season, but are critical if you get them wrong. You know what you do with officials when there aren't games on? You drill them. That's what you do. You have them officiating high school games, college games, whatever. Like, have, have them going over film. You know, what do accountants do when it's not tax season? They do all the other shit to get ready for tax season. And that's what, that's what officials should be doing. It should be full-time. It's a multi-billion dollar sport. Gambling is involved like never before. You want transparency among these, these guys and gals that are officials. So, yeah, they should be drilled and trained all year round. All year yeah, round. And, like we all have these in our jobs. There's something that you do every day, probably 30 times a day. It's different in your job than it is in my job. But if some of those things that you're doing every single day of the year is looking at catches, this catch, no catch, it becomes automatic that when you've seen it 10,000 times, yeah, drill them, drill them all the time. Thank you very much, Mike. Have yourself a Thank great you. weekend, man. Always. Mike one Mike. Great to have him in here. And I guess that's it. Everyone else is a little shy today. That's okay. It's all right. You, you'll have to warm back up to video sports phone. I get it. I get it. I also know a lot of you are just sitting there a little too high, a little too unshowered on this Friday to bother doing it, and I get that too. Uh, Postman in Capitola says, I'm no longer emotionally invested in this year's Warrior team. Kaminga sits the last 18 minutes of the game. The Warriors blow another lead, score four points in the last six minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah. Again, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is apathy. And if that's what fans are starting to feel towards the Warriors, Warriors should be concerned about that. Nathaniel Richards says, still trying to figure out what the hell happened last night. Damn, that was a tough loss. That was brutal. Among the worst loss of the Steve Kerr era, and we've had a couple of those just in the last handful of games, um, to get Andrew Wiggins out of here. Like, that guy is screwing up the equation more than he's helping the equation. Trade him for gauze. I don't care. Trade him for trade trade him for tape to tape up Curry's ankles because that guy's got to play about 40 minutes and drop 35 a night for this team to work at all. So there you go. A lot of stress for the Warriors. No stress at all for the 49ers. Not this weekend anyway. And we're about to get out of here. Wait a minute. We got a breaking news. We got a San Francisco Giants trade. Hold on. What just happened? What happened, folks? I didn't see what happened here. Let me. I, I got Twitter open. What do we got? Who would have this? Anyone? Okay, hold on. Ken Rosenthal is reporting that the Giants have acquired left-handed pitcher Robbie Ray from the Mariners for outfielder Mitch Hanniger and Anthony DeSclafani. 
The Mariners are also working on a second trade with the Rays. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Jeff Passan was the first, and I'm going to Passan now. The San Francisco Giants and Seattle Mariners are in agreement on a trade that will send former Cy Young winner Robbie Ray to the Giants for outfielder Mitch Hanniger and right-hander Anthony DeSclafani. Okay. Um, Robbie Ray coming off a of Tommy John surgery. He's owed about $73 million over the last three years of his contract. Uh, although he's got an opt-out after 2024, he's expected to return after the All-Star break. Mitch Hanniger, who was a longtime man uh, Mariner, left for San Francisco in free agency. Um, there you go. So Robbie Ray after the All-Star break. I still like the Dodgers to win the West. I got to be totally honest with you. But okay, at least they did something. We've literally been saying do something for goodness sakes. It's a solid trade. But, you know, again, damaged goods and an opt-out after 2024. That's what that is. We're going to have to look at more details. But thanks for sharing that. Michelle Haberman says, Damon, my throat is a little too hoarse to check in today. Yeah, Michelle's been sick. Michelle, get better. So we can't get a Michelle Haberman. What if I told you we'll wrap up today then with the 49ers Ultimate Report, a man building a channel out here on YouTube as well, and I appreciate you, brother. How are you? I'm doing really, really good, Damon. How about you? Doing great, thank you. Nice to have a stress-free weekend of football, man. Just to throw your feet up and watch and not worry about anything as long as nobody gets hurt. True, true, true. Like, I know a lot of my viewers are saying we got to play our players because this is against the Rams, and, you know, we got bad blood against them. But I, I was talking to a, a Rams content creator yesterday, and he was telling me, like, their team's going to be either the six or seven seed, whatever happens. So they're in the playoffs. The Niners are in the playoffs. So we just talked about, you know, you know, both our football teams. And, of course, you know, his Rams fans and, you know, my Niner fans, you know, they're going back and forth. We got to play our starters because, you know, it's this game is, you know, McVay versus Kyle Shanahan. So that's how some 49er fans are. I look at it like this, like whatever happens, we got the number one seed. After that, we'll focus whatever happens in the playoffs. You know, I've always been someone who has always said this uh, in the in the playoffs defense is, is more important than putting the points on the board. Because if you don't have a good defense, like last year, you know, I, I talked to Eagles fans, like Jalen Hurts had the best numbers and the Philadelphia Eagles lost. So this is one of the, the big complaints I get with, oh, you, you need quarterbacks, quarterbacks. But if your quarterback has good numbers, but your defense gives up 38 points, that's why you lost the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Niners defense, you know, and the offense, the Niners, I think we complement each other very well and we could have a really good postseason. Could be, you know, a long postseason. We'll see one game at a time. Like I was talking about with Larry during wake up, I think that rest benefits this defense even more than it does the offense. And that's why I really like the fact that it's it's two weeks of you don't have to go out and play for key players. And and I just think that the Niners are gonna come out and as Larry says, they're gonna fire once uh once the postseason begins. I look. The cliche is defenses win championships, and they certainly do. And the 49ers got a good enough defense. You know, we're so enamored with Brock and what's happening and Kyle and his play calling and Christian McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle and all the stars, you know, that we talk about are on that side of the ball. But this defense is a monster. It really is. And then when it's well-rested, it, it turns into Frankenstein. So hopefully all of this 
just goes into the mix for a very good postseason run for the 49ers. Tell people about your channel, where they can find you. Uh, yeah, so uh, before I do that, I want to ask you one quick question. Yeah, sure. About about the San Francisco Giants. I love the San Francisco Giants. And I was listening to you, you know, in, in, in recent months uh, about, you know, Otani to the Dodgers, all these players going over there. And, you know, I, I just want to ask you, like, you know, do, do you have faith in Farhan? Because I don't. So I want to get your thoughts on that. I I'm I'm running out of it. You know, the Farhan era is definitely in the last few grains of sand going through that hourglass. And I'm going to tell you, if his big move, if his really, really, really big move, which is adding, you know, the uh, uh, Jung Hoo Lee, the Korean outfielder, if that guy who they're paying like an all star doesn't show up and look like a major leaguer from day one. I mean, that to me, like Farhan, this is your all-in bet. This is his all. I don't think Farhan needs to be evaluated further on anything else that he does or doesn't do than this guy. You know, he couldn't find any real player to come take his money, so he had to go to Korea to find a player to take his money, and he, uh, did he overspend? I don't know. I have no idea what a good hitter in the Korean league translates to major league baseball and why they're paying them that. I don't, I don't know. It's a huge gamble. I am, I'm about results. And I think that you can say that Farhan, but for a 107 win season, which was a goofy anomaly more than it was a promise of things to come is if he hasn't completely worn out his welcome, he's really, really close because he's not delivering on the free agent front. They're not delivering from the, okay, even with no names, you produce because you have a superior equation or platoon system. And beyond all of that, they're losing customers and fans because the Giants are like watching paint dry at times. You don't have guys to root for. They don't play an exciting brand. They're not entertaining. And I don't know how many bites at the apple you're allowed to get when you got all that factoring in, you're not drawing, you're not entertaining, you're not being discussed, you've fallen off the radar of importance in the Bay Area, and how much worse can it get for a team that used to be very important to the Bay Area than that? You know, if you wanted someone to turn you into the Oakland A's, it feels like Farhan's doing that more than he's bringing back the glory days of good Giants teams. So not mm -hmm. good, not good at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I, re I really agree. I grew up a Giants fan. I saw Barry Bonds at Candlestick. Then we, we moved to the new stadium. Uh, I follow, after Barry Bonds left, I said, you know, we, we, we got to, you know, keep, you know, you know, when we had Barry Bonds. I know we won, uh, went uh, to the World Series, and then after that, we didn't really do much. And then uh, we, we, we brought out young guys, and then we started winning three super, uh, uh, World Series, you know, in five years. And then after that, uh, the Giants have been boring. That's just my thoughts about that. Well, what is Giants baseball? What is the defining feature of Giants baseball? No one can even answer that question right now because they're undefined themselves. And you can't be this deep into your tenure as a GM without being Mr. Hey, I built up this farm system and it's really paying dividends or your, my farm system isn't very good, but look at these free agents I'm landing everywhere and we're spending money the right way. Like Farhan's not doing either. They're not a team that's defined by their offense. They're no longer a team that's defined by their pitching. Their defense went from two years ago, some of the worst in baseball, to a little less than worst in baseball last year, but it wasn't that much of a huge overhaul. Um, what are they? 
What are the Giants? And they can't even answer that. And this guy's been around for about five, six years now. So that that ain't good. That ain't good. Uh, Tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, so 49ers Ultimate Report right there. Just type that in on YouTube. Check it out. Uh, I got another Rams content creator tomorrow. uh, And uh, I'll be doing the game. Uh, give you my, my live reactions of the game. And I just do 49ers content. So thanks very much for having me on, man. It's always good talking to you. You got it, brother. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for everyone tuning in and listening today. Um, means an awful lot, the support that you've thrown this channel's way. Like I said, if you really want to support the channel, memberships are now available to you. We see uh, new members coming in each and every day, and I thank you so very much for doing that. Our latest member is Blindside Brian, who joined today. Uh, A couple of uh, days ago, David Young joined. Uh, Nest TV joined. I don't even know. Nets TV? Nest Nets TV. Thank you very, very much. Not the... Not the Brooklyn Nets, not the New Jersey Nets, but another person named Nets TV has become a uh, a member of the channel, and I I thank you very very much. I'll tell you right now, next week's shaping up to be a great week for the Plus. I know the Ethan Sherwood Strauss is going to stop on by. I know we're getting closer and closer to a rendezvous with Paulie Mack at some point in time. He's going to stop on by again. Nobody's allowed to be laid off from KNBR without coming here for their official exit interview. That's how this works now. And uh, Nick Wright is in the hopper. We'll see if that can happen at some point in time. He's very busy. I also don't think he wants to come in and get skinned alive about Brock, and he knows I'm just the guy who might do that. Um, And um, let's see. Jason says, Damon, how much are memberships? Only $3,000 each. $3,000 a month is all I'm at. No, it's like $5.99 a month. $5.99 $5.99 a month, it's less than a cup of coffee in most places, and it really helps support what we're doing. And if you consider doing it, Jason, that would be wonderful. Now, if you don't want to do that, all you got to do is hit like and subscribe. That's really, really helpful as well. So many of you have done that, and I hope you plan on being back Sunday. Two-minute warning, 49ers and Rams, the game might not might not mean much, but we'll still be on the air at the two-minute warning, so I hope to see you then. In the meantime, thank you very, very much for uh, for being. Oh, Jason's like for three grand, I'm in. See, that's what we we scare you away with a price point that makes most people run from the hills, and then we tell you it's 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 like a gallon of milk. To become a member, it's like a gallon of milk. That's all it is, a gallon of gas. It's easy. Again, hit like, hit subscribe, memberships available. You're all fantastic. Thanks to Ike. Thanks to Uncle Boys. Thanks to Dr. Paul Hughes. Thanks to mybookie.ag. Use promo code Damon when you sign up. Uh, Get a nice little uh, deposit match of up to 50%, up to $1,000. And you also support the channel, obviously, by supporting my sponsors and by supporting each other. We had some people sharing like some real world shit today. Real world stuff. La Professora gave us a mom update. We found out about Kaiser's mom, T from the 203. He's got dad in town. RIP Cougar Rebel saying, love your siblings as well. This is real world stuff that we got. It's not just sports and nonsense. We'll keep it on sports and nonsense as much as we can. But to really care about each other, you got to know about each other. And it feels like we've got an awful, awful lot of people who are getting to know each other over here. And that means an awful lot. The Shaw. 
He's going to support the product. He's going to Ike's for lunch right now. Shaw, put me in your mouth, big boy. You won't regret it. And sports don't build character. They reveal it.